Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, welcome to Bears Blurs Belgium. Uh, this is Will. Correct. I I uh, assume you're not feeling so great right now. It was just a very bad, bad experience. Oh, my gosh. You know, just when we start to put it together there in the third quarter or fourth quarter, get a nice little drive, touchdown, just defense just couldn't uh, couldn't get us to stop we needed. I mean, they uh, they played well. Our offense, I mean, it's our offense. Let's just be, let's just be a frank, upfront, and honest. We held Aaron Rodgers to what, like twenty-four points. Mm-hmm. You got a chance to win when when you hold, you know, that that offense is, you know, they're they're good, and uh, we just offensively we just go so up and down, up and down. Um, so it's just it's tough, it's tough to win when you got seven points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, definitely. It's it's kind of weird. Like they definitely the defense. I mean, did you see the first drive of the game? Yeah. Did you did you see that? Yeah, that was uh, absolutely yeah. domination. <laughs> pass, run, pass, pass, run, 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 touchdown. What what's the problem, guys? The script. You guys have a really good script. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the run game it looks good. I mean, I think I think just passing is just sometimes tough. I know Fields is a rookie, and I know um, and just sometimes he holds on to it too long. And you know what the hell do I know though? I feel like basketball, yeah. but at the same time, like holds on to it sometimes. And sometimes, just like the plays, like I, I saw one play in the fourth quarter. It was like third and fifteen. And, uh, by the way, Greg Olson on the call, man, just an all-time great bear, you know. <laughs> just love when Greg Olson calls a Bears game, just, you know. But he made a good point. Like, it was third and 15 or third and 20 or whatever it was in the fourth quarter, and all we needed to do was pick up, like, five, ten yards. Didn't need a first down. Just needed to pick something up to, to get a field goal because we're down two, we're down ten. And we ran a play that just – Sent everybody go, you know, everybody deep, and they, they sacked us. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not the, I'm not an offensive coordinator either. So I mean, mm-hmm. that, those guys put in a ton of work and in, in, in a ton of you know film and everything. It just just sucks, man. It sucks being a Bears fan. Yeah, I I do wish some of those we could see downfield because there's so many plays in all these Bears games where. He's holding on to it, and he buys time, kind of outside of the pocket. Right. And, he just... and it's like you're you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, here we go. Like, he's he, he'll roll out or he'll roll out. It's like, all right, he's about to let this one loose, and then it's just like it either is uh, out of bounds or it's just tough. I mean, we, we had a there was a one play, Allen Robinson. I mean, he was wide open. Mm-hmm. And he didn't throw the ball. And then another play, I mean, there were two plays where the ball was thrown 35 yards out out of reach of anybody. Okay, so the first one, let's talk about that, the actual interception. 
thinks it's a free free play. And it looked like it. It looked like they jumped. He jumped. You got to see the flag, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know how you don't call a flag there. Um, Like, people, I saw people on Twitter saying, like, oh, he he wasn't offsides. But that's not, that's not the rule, I don't believe. I believe that it's, if you, if, as a defensive player, if you, if you make a movement in the neutral zone that, that sparks an offensive lineman mm-hmm. reacting, that's that's flag. Yeah. Like as far as like if you cross the line but get back, so like you see that sometimes like savvy offensive linemen they'll like a guy will a guy will kind of jump over, and then right away they spring up because mm-hmm. that's how you get the flag on the guy yeah. is because yeah. their movement. You know, gotcha. Got yeah, so go. The second one, though, I didn't have a sound on for this. Um, the second one, when he, it was just his foot wasn't in bounds, what what was going on there? Do you, what what were they? Uh, I think it was just a broken play, scrambling, and he just tried to heave it up, thinking um, it's going out of bounds, though. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think trying to make a touchdown or something. I don't know, man. It, it's so. Uh, I'd like to see us run some more. Like we run a lot of read options, but we never the quarterback never keeps it. Yeah. You know, you look at like Lamar Jackson, which Justin Fields is not. I wouldn't say he's as elusive as Lamar Jackson, but I mean he's he's, a couple he's, fast, man. he's fast. Yeah. Okay, he's a fast man, and uh, <laughs> I just like every time the Raven like. I have I've been watching the Ravens. I've watched the Ravens a couple times. Like I'm pretty sure any running back could be good in the Ravens system. Like <laughs> they got all those old guys. Like, yeah, like two dudes at all times are always watching if Lamar Jackson keeps the ball. Yeah. You know, like I wish we would just let Fields keep it once or twice. He took a shot today, though. That was that was kind of scary. Yeah. He may or may not have been concussed for the rest of that game. Yeah, he's definitely so shown sometimes some some signs of toughness yeah. uh, throughout these these first couple weeks. That that's impressive. And yeah, he he got out of the pocket a couple times today, which he does get sacked, like you know, outside the pocket in the backfield, like probably more so than you know a veteran more QB. Than I've seen from. Like other mobile quarterbacks, I don't know. It's it's, it's just so frustrating. Like you have this such this, this great defense that mm. you know. I mean, today they, they played well. They they played okay today. Like a, they they played like they showed signs of being a playoff team. Yeah, I, yeah it wasn't an sure, utter beatdown. Sure. Again, and I'm not like I hate to be critical of the Bears. You know, this actually like really hurts me to, to be this critical of them. And I'm usually just a big fan, but. Gosh, we have such this good defense that's like, you know, those first couple those first couple series, Mac with the sack, Robert Quinn was playing well. Um, you know, Hicks got a sack today. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's just tough to intercept Aaron Rodgers. Like, you're just never gonna, you're never gonna pick him off. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not a realistic goal. So like I, I, you know, I think we did a good job. He he didn't have like a really good game, but he made plays when he needed to. Um, and we just waste away the defense with this 
this offense, man, it's Herbert was good too, man. That was impressive to see. Like a yeah, a I mean, team. running the ball for Bears are good. I, I like. I don't know. It's not the like. I don't know. It's not the players on the Bears. I'm just gonna say that it's not the players. Okay, it's the scheme or the coaching or, or something. I don't know. But like you know, we, we we look good. We look our offensive line as far as you know getting a push and running. We look good today, and we've looked good all year running the ball. Um, it's just passing sometimes is tough. And I didn't think there was like crazy pass protection problems today. Like it was like, oh, they're like the Browns game. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. Well, the good thing is, is they got a game next week. So. Well, next week they play the Buccaneers, which, you know, last year beat the world champ. Yeah. Not a great stretch for you guys. You got the Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens. I mean, Not a good stretch by any means. Yeah. And Lions, Cardinals, Packers. Now, Lions, you know, are the Lions. But Cardinals, Packers, too, back-to-back. That's not fun. So, yeah. we'll see. How do we get the schedule? I mean, it's the NFL, Crut. It's the NFL. No, no. The scheduling, uh, there's some method to the madness. You play. I don't know. I know how it works, but it's it's very hard yeah. for me to explain. Yeah. It. There's a bunch of averages like to try to kind of keep people equal who are doing well before. So we'll see. Do you have uh, Do you have any any thoughts going into uh, into this Buccaneers game? It's an afternoon game next I week. I just hate the people. And I, it happened today. Aaron Rodgers. They're they're just Aaron Rodgers fans. I hate that guy. Okay, <laughs> and they everyone feels the need to text me. Aaron Rodgers, dude. Yeah, he he played he he played okay. He played a good game. He played a good game, but not to his standards. He, I mean, he just put us away that last drive, yeah, which hurt. But it's just so classic that all these people they only text me when the Bears play the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest. Oh, I, I get, I get the, uh, you know, the Chicago Packers fans. That's that can be annoying for sure. But you got to respect that Packers that Aaron Rodgers kind of loves. You know, the Bears. Like he loves that it's 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 a rivalry and kind of leans yeah, into that. Yeah, you know, like what happened to everyone in Green Bay like hating Aaron Rodgers this uh, this off season. His press conference, man. His press conference was like the best press conference ever. Yeah, I mean, they, they sure switched up. Now they love him again. <laughs> so I don't know. How classic is it on the Bears Packers broadcast? They're gonna show two people that went to the game together with a with a pack, like one Packer, one Bear. Know this: I'll never go to a Bears Packers game with a Packers fan. You gonna you putting that in writing? Yeah, yeah. Set it in stone on a stone okay. tablet. All right, all right. I'll never it. go to a game with a Packers fan. All right. When, well, they're, uh, when they're playing the Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their in Packer attire. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You, you, would you go to Lambeau for a game? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be that'd be fun. Yeah. Not with a Packers fan, but yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Be interesting. All right. Well, uh, Buccaneers next week. You think uh, you think you'll be able to stay up for that to do uh, a reaction after? It's it's ten twenty five your time. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna be able to stay up to do the the podcast later, but I'll you could have knocked out. Come on, ten minutes. Ten minutes. It's Sunday. It's on Sunday. Yeah, I guess it depends on your next game. We'll see. All right. All right. right. So Buccaneers next week. All right. All right. You're not going to get a little bear down? You're not not feeling that today? It's just tough after a game like that to say bear down. All right. Bear down. Bear down. All right. So for blurs. um, (laughs) You start off every segment. All right. So for blurs. All right, so for Bears, moving on to Blurs. Yeah, we de- we definitely uh, need to increase our enthusiasm on some of these, but eventually we need uh, we need like someone to say each of those. I think that should be our transition. We get some sound bites, yeah, or something like that. We'll, we'll figure that all out. I mean, the production but- quality is, you know. It's been good so far. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been adequate. It's if any if any one that has any knowledge of anything in this space would like to help us, we're always open. You know, we're here. So yeah, I mean, see, I, <laughs> I, I, I just heard that again. I just heard that again. I'm like, oh man, did you hear that? What? It, it buzzed like a good three seconds uh, there. Oh, yeah, I plugged my computer in. We figured the buzzing out, everybody. Um, when I charge my computer during this, the sessions, it uh, it starts to buzz. So just got to pre-charge it. So. Yeah, it oh, we got blurs. Blurs, blurs. Well, let's start off with that. Who is, uh, who is you know honorable enough to have you know the blurs soundbite our transition to blurs like who who would we give that responsibility to yeah that's tough i mean we could take auditions something like that but we could we could i mean the the clear answer is sister jean yeah which we will eventually get her on at some point I th- i'm thinking we get sister jean on around christmas yeah, just good vibes all around. Yeah. You know, it's Christmas, Sister Jean. We'd open the episode with a prayer. Yeah, can't lose. Can't <laughs> lose, Sister Jean. We should have her, like, send us, like, um, we should have her listen to one and give us a review of it, and then she should give us a scouring report on what we need to do better for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a really good critique. People, uh, Pretty honest. I, I you're, you're, not gonna really you. you're not going to sugarcoat you. No, no, no. Some of those games. I've gotten a couple emails from Sister Jean that are are like, uh, you know, try to rebound more or something, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Like, oh, all right, all right. Hey. Well, we'd come back from some of those away games, and we'd have her prepare for the next game, and she'd be like, "All right, guys, last time you went out there, <laughs> yeah. they didn't really make much threes. Like, let's go." 
shoot for the skies. Yeah, I I love how people like were shocked by that uh, that prayer they released for um for the tournament, and that was like that that wasn't even like the total basketball scope she gives every every yeah. prayer. But yeah, that was pretty accurate. It, it was pretty funny. Yeah, All right. Well, I, I guess someone else uh, that would be you know respectable enough to to cover that blurs soundbite would be our guest today, Coach London Takubo. You know, we'll ask him this. Besides Sister Jean and Hitch, I don't know of anyone like maybe Dave. That Corey, has is, was Corey there? I don't, I don't think know. so. No. Okay. I, I think I think Hitch was the trainer. Uh, We're gonna hear it. We're gonna hear it. And then Bill, Bill's got to be around that time. Yeah, a lot of but, people don't even know the names we're throwing out here. But. Everyone we've named in this past like thirty seconds will be on the show at some it's point. Absolutely essential to yeah. the loyal men's well, just loyal loyal athletics. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Bears fan too, man. Big yeah, we, we, we might have to bring him on for that. Oh, time traveling. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, London was a part of that uh, that night when uh, Aaron Rodgers torched you guys. He was there. My freshman year, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he, he, it was you two really that were the most emotional about it. And then a hear is kind of like for whatever reason, and Aaron Rodgers. Green, Green Bay fan, I guess. I have a buddy like that too. Like, he just likes the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of like the LeBron thing, you know. Oh, everyone's a Laker fan now. Everyone's a Heat fan. They just like one player. I mean, I kind of respect it. Like, you know, you're from oh, Canada, no, no, you can no. pick it. I do not respect that. I would, I would totally refute anything he would choose outside of the northern half of the United States. <laughs> He can choose from that, and he did. So we'll give it to him. It would have been more appropriate for him to pick like uh, Seattle, you know. True, true. Yeah, that's got to be the closest by far. Yeah. But all right. Well, we haven't really talked much about the Blurs. <laughs> Don't have much news for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Things are going good. Heard it uh, all last week. Yeah, I mean, we're doing a lot of different stuff in practice right right now. You know, getting the young guys used to different things and tuning up. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's good to go back through some of these things that you know we uh, like. Last year we had a ton of returners too, so it was really yeah. just Huddy, Demizi, and uh, and Baylor were the were the newcomers. So um, we're we're kind of going back to some things. So it. That's that's been good, and we're uh, we're excited as this approaches. It's it's coming fast, so so yeah, it'll be good. Um, in other sports, for the Ramblers, doing pretty well right now across the board. Nation. Yeah, so I know women's volleyball. We've all been to a couple games. They were undefeated in the valley prior to this weekend. They just dropped their first valley game against. Illinois State. We're recording this on Saturday, they got Bradley tonight. They're pretty good, right? They're normally pretty. Yeah, good. yeah. That's where the tournament was last year, I think. Um, but yeah, I, we went to their match against when them and Valpo were 
both number one and they handled Valpo, I think 3-0. So that, that was great. Um, and then men's soccer, they uh, they also have one loss in the Valley, I believe, to uh, Missouri State, who's always ranked. ranked. Just, yeah, they're always ranked. I mean, their, their facilities are insane. We always it's see magic. those. Yeah. But they gave it. They went to extra time with them though too, so they definitely have a chance in the in the conference tournament. Hopefully, they can get over that hump this year with them. And then women's soccer, just an absolute juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. They're going for the four peat this year. Do you know that? Yeah, they, they've uh, they've always been good. You know. Yeah. So good luck to good luck to all the teams from Belgium, man. The buzz the buzz around the around Norville's got to be pretty pretty good. Pretty yeah. High. Yeah, yeah, good vibes for sure. Everyone's supporting everyone. Yelly, man. <laughs> Yelly. Uh, all right, and then also, you know, obviously our Coach Henson conversation was awesome. Um, we, we do have a fact check from uh, – from, from an active va- listener. An active listener and, um, you know, someone who's traveled the Valley extensively. Uh Loyola Rambler super fan, Mr. Rob Hall. I, I This is dating back a couple weeks ago when we were both discussing about, you know, we were thanking the Henson video that he's like, they sell beer at Bradley, and it's crazy. Well, Rob Hall corrected us in saying that they actually sell beer at every Valley venue. He would know from experience. Yeah, well, he, he, he's just, he's, he's been all the places, man. He knows. That's good. That's good to, to, to fact check us. You know, yeah. Us. Yeah. Please do. Please do. We, we definitely appreciate that. Encouraged. Again, we're like we're looking for uh, from critical uh, critical descriptions of, of, of the podcast for sure. That, that that's why we'll have Sister Jean on. But other than that, Craig, do you have anything else for blurs? You want to do that mailbag question? Oh yeah, let's do. Okay, this is this is totally unrelated to blurs, but go so ahead. the mailbag has been pretty dry lately. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Uh, it's the first couple weeks it was pretty good, and then uh, just there were some questions we didn't get to that I got to go back in the archives and got to get. But uh, this one is from my buddy Mason, Mason Materna. What's up? Um, hope hope he's listening. He said. Fight an orangutan with a sword once a year or a chicken every time you have to get in your car? It's a would-you-rather situation. <laughs> See, maybe, maybe this will open up like a new, a new, new avenue. Yeah, a new for, uh, mailbags. And we love these types of questions. We, we have them a lot, like especially when we're traveling as a team. It's kind of funny. But – my answer is is very immediate. I'm fighting the chicken every time I get in the car. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to catch a chicken. I mean, I've never no, done it, but hold it's... On, hold on, Catch a chicken? I'm just saying... He said well, in order to fight it, you need to catch it. No? no, I'm, no. I'm assuming that this is kill, kill a chicken every time you get in the car. I mean... No, see, that, was, that was not part of the verbiage at all. He said fight. Yeah, so, but it's a fight to the no. death. I'm just thinking I walk up to my car and every time at the driver door, there's a chicken. And he's just in your way to get yeah. in. You just got to get in and drive away. All you have to do is open the door. You just got, oh, okay. That, that's being a little disrespectful of the chicken. We'll say it's like it's a fighting chicken. All right. 
a game cocker. I, I believe that's what it's called. I don't know. Okay. Um, South Carolina, man. So it's in between you and the and the driver's side door. Like it'll it'll probably you know jump up, go a little crazy. You just gotta like kick it, bat it to the side, and you get in. With the orangutan. I mean, that's a lot of questions. That's that's a whole lot more of an ask, and like I'm, you gotta. I'm, I'm leaning towards more of the orangutan, simply just because I get to hold a sword, you know, and fight something once a year. I mean, it's it's a tough, it's a tough ask. I yeah, mean, those, I, those things are probably pretty mobile, and uh, you know. Have you seen the Jungle Book, man? They can Jungle use. Book. I'm pretty sure orangutans are pretty vicious. Yeah, it up. I think they're really territorial and and quite vicious. As are all big apes, including humans. Um, yeah, and there's also no objective there, so I guess you are fighting to the death. Yeah. So. Once a year, you just put your life on the line. Yeah, I am. It's also going to get super gruesome, too. With the chicken, ah, maybe you get, like, bit or something or scratched a couple times a year. I mean, I don't want to have to just, you know, stab out an orangutan. Who's... Think about the emotional toll, though, killing a chicken yeah. every day. Or, Again, or, or, Kicking that, that a chicken. Is... You know, you said, you said I'm going to just kick it. Well, you don't think that will kill it? Just a kick to the no. head? No. No. Is yeah. it a new chicken every day, or or do you just kick the same chicken every time you get into your car? It's like the, the the Family Guy chicken, just sitting there. Think about if you're out running errands, how many times you get in and out of your car. Again, you drive by door. You could, you could fight seven chickens in one day. That would that would change, maybe a couple decisions here and there, but. No, I mean, I, yeah, the orangutan is so much, so much. But it's an experience. It will never happen, but I would go with the orangutan. All right, I'm going chicken. I'm going chicken if I don't have to just, you know, just kill it out every every day to the death. So, all right. We appreciate the question, Mason. Thank you. Yep. All right. We good for blurs? Yep. Well, we talked a lot about the blurs. Yeah. Really, really substantive stuff, man. All right. In Belgium, crap, what's going on? Um, it's good. It's good. Uh, we just we just had our uh, first Euro Cup game, TV Euro Cup. And uh, we won, one by five. It, uh, it was a little shaky at the end. They played like a really, really uh, like aggressive kind of, they trapped a lot. They kind of tried to muck it up a lot. So, um, but it was good. It was good to get a win. But I think we all know that at the end of the game, we, we could have won by, you know, 15 or, or, or 20 if we would have, 10, 15 or 20 if we, if we would have, you know, got better possessions and stuff. We were getting the stops we needed, just, just couldn't quite uh, offensively. We had some turnovers. Miss, I missed some easy shots. A lot of guys missed some easy shots, missed some stuff that we normally make. So, um, But it's good to get a win in the first one. And then 
Um, tomorrow, today's Saturday, we have a game, uh, a Belgian league game against Leuven. And uh, that's on Sunday. And then we go to Greece. We play uh, a, a team from Athens, Ekonos or something like that, um, on Wednesday. So we leave Tuesday, come back Thursday. So it'll be a first, first time in Greece for me. So looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, that'll, that'll be cool. So have they talked to you about how much time you'll have off there at all? Like, do you, have you talked to any of the guys? Like, No, we, we got a schedule, but um, I think it's, it's more just uh, in the hotel and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for uh, sporting, I know they're a pretty big club. Did you know any other Americans on their team? No, no, not really. They, they had a pretty good fan. I mean, for the distance, they had a yeah. decent little fan uh, fan base there. A couple, maybe like 50, 55 people maybe. And they were, they didn't shut up, man. They, they were <laughs> chanting. They were doing their, their thing. So um, we, we had a good amount of fans too. So like you, you'd sent me that picture, like uh, that wasn't the game. That, that's a, that big arena we play in, Sport Palace, is like once a year we have a thing called Night of the Giants. And it's like then they pack the place like it's like a big promotion to the yeah. city and it's like 17,000 or, or whatever that is. And, uh, that's, that's what the post said. It, they were moving that to January and they sent a picture of the last one. So no, okay. that was not, that was not how many people were at the game. On that was not a Wednesday in October. No. In Antwerp. <laughs> um, but like in the, the arena is so big, well, we only played in there because our home arena, I don't know if I said this, like there was like a concert or, or something was going on. So we had to play there and it's like huge, it's huge, massive cavern, you know, type of place. And um, they just had the fans, all the fans sit on one side. That's why it looked like so many fans were there because they only got the pictures from yeah. that angle. So, um, but it, it was, it was good. There, we had a decent amount of people there. Um, like, started off I was like kind of shaky like during like 20 minutes left in warm-ups there was maybe there was not a lot of people and I was like oh, okay but then once the game started we, we, we had a we had a good couple full sections so um, yeah it was a good atmosphere for sure and uh, so then we we don't play at home for a while now we've got a couple road games which uh, which is which is all right mm-hmm. Do you guys only take the bus to road games, or do you yeah, take trains? Yeah, well, um, not to Greece we're going to fly. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the bus rides aren't very far. Um, the max is, like, three, maybe three hours, two and a half, two hours. So um, the bus is nice, nicer than our bus in college. It's got, like, tables and, and stuff. So there's actually, a, like, a sleeping compartment in this bus. <laughs> Once we were coming home from a game – um, a preseason game and I'm looking around the bus and one of the guys on the bus is missing. I'm like, Oh man, maybe he just, you know, I don't know. Maybe he didn't come home with us or something. Like the next day I figured out like, no, he was like, there's some steps you go down and he was under the bus sleeping. <laughs> Ridiculous. Never seen that before. So ABC charter, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Need that. Yeah, so it's a a nice bus for sure. And, uh, yeah, the games aren't too far, so 
Um, another bit of news, I found a pumpkin, a decently, a decently sized pumpkin. Um, have not carved it yet, but I have found it and uh, it's ready to be carved. Not yet, but it will be shortly. All right, well, you know, had you not done that, which you still can, I guess, we did get a response from another dedicated listener, Mr. Mike Hudson. Uh, I'll, I'll just say his quote. Uh, for Crut, if he is still looking for a pumpkin to carve, the weekend market on the theater plane. There are other markets during the week, uh, for example, Wednesday in the St. John's Pline. Do you know what the plines are? No, no, no. Do you know what, what plion means? No. Remember, I think like a square, that kind yeah, of sounds. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, square. Common area. All right, well, uh, Mr. Hudson, what's, what's going on with your knowledge of, of Antwerp here, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I didn't know that, but maybe he's visited here uh, quite quite a lot. All right. Well, we'll look into that. Maybe he has some other recommendations for you. You just gotta, you gotta go. How's the quality of your pumpkin? Oh, it's good. It's a solid pumpkin. It is. Yeah. It is. It is definitely good. Plump, ripe, whatever, however you would say that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the the adjectives of a pumpkin you're looking for really. Um, plump is an adjective of a pumpkin. Yeah. No. A, a, yeah. One you're looking for. Plump. Other than that, is it supposed to be like hollow, or is it like? I mean, I know there's seeds in there and stuff. It's a you bunch of roasted stuff. pumpkin seeds. They're pretty good. My my roommate Ted, every year he's just talking about this. He he carves a pumpkin, and he was still eating the pumpkin seeds in June of this year. <laughs> We're just talking about that. All right. Um. What else? Oh yeah, so you got to go to this market and and see if they have pumpkin pie. Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually got a little in with the pumpkin pie. One of our listeners, one of our Belgian listeners, my guy Bart. Um, he is uh, kind of like the team, like during games and stuff. He's like, um, how do I? He's like the guy that gets us water. He's he's a guy that does towels. Like he's he's just a do it all guy. You know, he does it all. And uh, he said he's going to attempt to make a pumpkin pie for me. So I appreciate right. that part. And uh, he listens every week, every Tuesday. He was a little upset that we uh, that we released it on Thursday. He was he was asking, what, what, where is it on Tuesday? So this week we'll get it out on Tuesday for you, Bart. No worries. Oh, it was out and on Wednesday in America, but uh, okay. Uh, right, right, right. I guess, yeah. That that's funny. I'm I'm sorry, Bart. We'll be we'll be better. We're recording on Saturday, so yeah. How about that? Uh, yeah. Another Belgian news in like in two weeks from now. Well, a, a week from today, um, we have Saturday and Sunday off because we we play we play tomorrow Sunday, then we play Wednesday in Athens, then we play Friday. Um, either in a league game or a cup game, I'm not sure. Um, but so then we got Saturday and Sunday off, and I think um, I think I'm gonna go try to get out to uh, Amsterdam, try to spend two, right. days, two days in Amsterdam. 
That's awesome. It's only like two hours away. So, yeah, it should be, should be fun. Maybe get a hotel and uh, spend the night and just kind of explore. All right. Well, uh, we look forward to that. Um, do you have anything else for Belgium? really um next week will be a big week we'll have my greece experience we'll have uh tomorrow's tomorrow's uh game so yeah next week will be a big big belgium week yeah all right well uh take some pictures and uh i'll talk to you throughout the week and uh we'll see you then so next up our interview with coach london de kubo All right, so we now will call on a very special guest. I'm sure that the real OGs know his story, but if you didn't, he came to Loyola from Schaumburg, Illinois, of Conant High School. Uh, he was he was a walk-on, but earned a scholarship by his senior year, and since then has served Loyola basketball in a number of ways, and we'll get into those. Uh, and, you know, I think he's one of the oldest or longest tenured uh, Loyal Athletics faculty members, so uh, we'll get into that. Uh, so we now come on, Coach London Takubo. London, what's up? Um, doing good, doing good. Could have been a little bit better with the Bears win, but you know, wasn't expecting too much when you play the Packers these days. So, um, doing well though. Doing well, enjoying the the day off. The day off. So you're you're a passionate Bears fan. I'll, I'll give you credit for that. Some of the, some of the Illinois guys, like they they're kind of half into it. Yeah. But I do remember like my first Bears Packers experience. You were there with Crut. Yeah. When the Cleo Max first game. Cleo Max first game. Yep. Man, that, that was, was just that was, that was turn was. of events. We talked about that like four times in this podcast, and the and the, the the pain never seems oh. to go away. Oh no! I remember Crut. You don't. And you just left. Yeah. You just walked out, didn't say a word, you just left. I have said this before. I mean, I cried I cried that night. I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> a grown, uh, 19, 20-year-old tears <laughs> in my eyes as I laid my head on my pillow. Yeah, so this is a Bears podcast. London, uh, what, what's your thoughts on the 3-3 three and three Bears so far? I mean, I've... I'll take three and three, but I mean, I'm not expecting much from the season. The whole season's just about developing Justin Fields and and trying to play competent, you know, defense. But I mean, the offense, it's I don't know. We might need a fresh start. We might need a fresh start, man. It's it's not it's not great. I like Khalil Herbert. He had a nice little game. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a nice little back. Uh, but I mean, receivers don't get separation. I mean, Komet was his, this was his first time actually catching passes for the first time in his career. It feels like yeah. so. I mean, the fact that it was 17-14 with, you know, with the chance to, you know, to, to get the ball back. But, I mean, it was what it was. The Bears are – we're just – this is a – Classic is a, Bears. This year is just for, for development, really. So There were points in the game where I was – a couple of group chats I'm in were, were calling for uh, Dalton to come in. And I what? may or may or may not have been in, been one of those people. Oh my God! He is he is terrible. Justin Fields takes literally every Bears fan on our team is sick of sick of Crutz takes. Like, he, yeah, he, he played fine. What's your Justin Field take, London? That's exactly how I would describe. It. He played fine. He had a great first drive. Had a rough stretch, and then had another stretch. great drive. 
I mean, he's not working with much. I mean, the they're a good run blocking team, but pass blocking, like it's just not. And the and the route concepts, like the last play where you took a sack. I mean, they're all running deep, deep routes. You just need a field goal to, to, to cut the lead. I mean, yeah, I just mentioned it. Like maybe you can't. You should, I mean, maybe me and you should go down to uh, Alice Hall. I'll fly in for the for the week and just just talk some X's and O's. I mean, just give. I want I want the uh, the Bills the Bills offensive offensive coordinator Dable whatever. Like, why don't we just why don't you watch what they're doing with, with Josh Allen? Like, do those things. Like, yeah. I just don't. I just don't understand. Yeah. Um, but I, that's I enough bears for me today. Yeah, that's enough bears. Leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll um we'll get to your playing days. So first, I want to establish this. We've had a couple discussions. Who else has been in the athletic department longer than you? Well, Hitch is Hitch is the is is the the longest run yes. for sure. Um, Bill what is Bear, Hitch's title nowadays? He's a he's got. Many titles, Just assistant athletics director, um, assistant athletics director. I think is oh, really like okay. the title, but he does everything. Um, Hitch for sure. Bill Barons, Dave Vitel has came in. Like, I think at the same time, but he had a stretch earlier where he was at Loyola mm-hmm. prior to that. Um, so um, you're like fifth. Yeah, I probably I'm in the top ten. Top. I would say top ten. Top ten or five. Five fifth, probably. Yeah. Is there like a custodian we don't know about who's who's walking around? That's there was a classic custodian that I always used to talk to. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he's still there though. <laughs> never got his name. And right. I actually don't think he knew my name either. We just we just it was more of like a you know. Snudge hey, how are you? Doing good, man. <laughs> yeah. So you came in the same year as as Coach Moser. Kind of describe that. Like, how did that happen? You know, as a freshman. How do you guys establish a relationship for you to you come in as a, as a freshman, the first year coach? Yeah, so I didn't uh, I didn't even make my college decision until like basically last week of July, right before school started. Like I was gonna go, I was deciding between like playing D three or doing the the preferred walk on route. I had a couple other places where I had a potential to be a, a walk on as well. Um, and then when, when Porter Porter got the job in may or june so um i knew my au coach knew uh and my trainer knew um a couple of the assistants flash um flash's cousin um and then another one knew one of the other assistants so um they had me come to like their elite camp which is like for all the it was all the high school players the younger guys but i went there that was in june i believe and then um at, after the camp was over with, I uh, met with coach and, and the assistants and he offered me the walk-on spot. So I had a little deliberation for a while, took about a couple of weeks and then decided I wanted to, to go that route um, at Loyola. Uh, and then coming in, I mean, uh, it was a new, I mean, it was kind of a fresh start for everybody. So, yeah. you know, we had, we had some returning guys, but um, you know, the, the talent overall, you know, we're kind of, he was inheriting, you know, a, a below 500 team. So um, I came in as I came in, um, didn't do any of the summer stuff, just came right for the fall. Uh, and then the first day of preseason, uh, the first day of workouts, uh, our starting point guard uh, tore his ACL the very first day. So, and I was, pl- I was planning the whole time to red shirt. I was going to red shirt, um, and then, you know, have the extra year of eligibility. So that was my plan the whole time. And then the first day he gets uh, he gets hurt, uh, he's out for the year. So I'm immediately, like, 
basically the backup point guard. We only had one other point guard on the roster. Um, so right off the start off the jump, I kind of knew I wasn't going to redshirt. Um, and then, um, you know, going through preseason, like uh, I was on, you know, goal team on the scout team and all that. And then um, I ended up actually appearing in 28 games as a freshman, 28 of the, the 30 games he played or 31 games. Um, and uh, initially it was just obviously backup, not playing much um, coming in before halftime to, we had some fouls to give. That was, that was the London specialty. <laughs> getting the quick fouls, uh, you have fouls to give, uh, and then that role. And then, um, basically my role is just defense. So, uh, if I get put in the game, I would just come in pick up full court, um, just try and be annoying to the other, you know, the other team. Um, so I didn't play much as much early on. Um, and then probably by conference season, um, started playing like 10 minutes a game. And then, um, I actually ended up starting the last seven games of the year which is pretty crazy to walk on freshman um, starting. Um, and I can say that I did start at Hinkle Fieldhouse against Butler. Brad Stevens is uh, his last, their last year in the in the Horizon League. Um, started at Butler, which is pretty cool. Um, scored the first points of the game for us too, actually. Um, so my freshman year was crazy experience. Crazy experience. Um, went from thinking I was going to redshirt to, uh, to end up starting to end the year and playing about, you know, 10, 15 minutes a game. So, uh, it was awesome. Awesome first year I had and, and, you know, you know, coach having the, you know, the, uh, the stones to, you know, to start a freshman walk on is, you know, yeah. pretty crazy. Uh, so yeah, it was a great, great experience, uh, you know, coming in and we didn't have a great year. We only won seven games, but uh, it was about the experience and, uh, you know, getting the, the Porter Moser uh, era underway. So, well, it's good. Good first year. Yeah, I looked at some of those. So that's the year after uh, Butler's two national title runs or runner-ups. Um, so you know, so they're they're still really solid. You guys lost them by like six both times. Played yeah, with them. Close. Uh, yeah, yeah, single digits both games. We can yeah, we competed. Should have. So you, you you guys do what? Two years in uh, Horizon and then two in two in Missouri Valley. Yep. Yep, first two Horizon. We were one in seven, one in seventeen freshman year in the Valley, or in the Horizon League, and then second year I think we won maybe four games, four or five. Or no, we more than that. Probably yeah, five or six. Uh, and then the Valley, yeah, that was a a cool transition, I guess. Uh, you know, having just you know experiencing new new teams, new campuses to go to to travel, and just the whole you know new league is pretty pretty cool. The transition was. Uh, First year we won ten games overall. Not a great first year, and then the second year we finished finished sixth um, and was I think seven to nine in the in the league or eight. So yeah, or no? Eight, I, I think it was seven. I think it was seven. Seven and seven eleven. Yeah, and you guys, you know, you played on Saturday of the of the tournament, of the Missouri Valley yeah. tournament. You're saying, yeah, yeah, we won, we beat we upset Indiana State in the first round. Uh, we actually blew them out. It was like we won by like twenty five or thirty. It's crazy. And then lost to Northern Iowa in the semis. Mm -hmm. uh, Since you, when you got there, was it um, you know coach's first year? Like I know the cult was the culture wall there like right away, or did it? When did it? When did it get put up? I would say by the by the middle, probably the middle. I think middle middle of the season of his first year. Yeah, but yeah, the first year it wasn't. Yeah, because he had to like teach us the terms first, um, 
But the locker room was actually the locker room was a little different. We they had to like knock that. There was a door. There was a door going between like the film side and um, yeah. the locker room side, and there was no film room yet. They had to like it was like a lounge type thing. So they had to build the they built the this, the film room in there and then knock the door down. So yeah, they made some. That all took place that first year, so it was kind of a transition year, and that was the first year that Gentile Arena, the, the new Gentile Arena, opened. Because um, I, first... I wonder, like what, how, like the culture wall then, if I get a picture of it, and then like how much stuff has been added and stuff throughout the years. Yeah, I mean, from my freshman year till till like even when you got there, I mean, he's yeah, he's probably added twenty terms maybe. Yeah, just yeah, twenty terms. I mean, there's probably a hundred, hundred, hundred terms. I want to say something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's probably a good hundred up there. Insane. Yeah. yeah. So by your senior year, you guys obviously improved uh, drastically, and you know, get to that Saturday in the Valley, and then you go on to win the CBI championship, which coach talks about a ton. Uh, which has got to be a great way to go out. As a senior, yeah. like we st- we still have that picture, I think, of Milt and Joe Chrisman hugging each other. Like he's like, that was so important. Like, yeah. W- yeah. What, what's I mean, your take on that? And what's your experience in that? Yeah, well, not many. This is a, a father. Shout out, Father Joe. Father Joe. One of his uh, fun facts is uh, one of the few people that gets to end their career, you know, on a win. You know, only there's only what four teams that get to do that every year when he yeah. just end it on end it like that. So. That was that was cool, but uh, yeah. So once our once we lost in the semifinals of the, uh, the conference tournament, right after the game, because um, we already got the invite to that to the CBI. So so coach um, met with me, Joe, and CT, the three seniors, and asked if we wanted to do it. Uh, so of course, you know, of course, we said yeah. Um, and I mean, we didn't really know what to expect. Um, that was our first postseason, obviously. So um, it started off. Um, we played three. We had all home games until the uh, the championship. Uh, so I mean, the first yeah, once we got through the first the first two wins, um, we're like, all right, you know, let's you know let's go win this thing. At first, when he when he asked if we want to do, it, we said, yeah, well, of course we'll do it. Uh, but it was like, you know, it's the CBI. It's like not like a huge tournament, but like you know, you know, if we're gonna do it, let's try and win it. Obviously, so um, first few games went really well, and then. Um, and then in the championship, it was a three-game series, which is you know kind of cool. Um, so the first game was was at home, and then we went to Louisiana Monroe, uh, which is like middle of nowhere, Louisiana, like in the swamp. Like it was like a not a great town to sit to say the least, uh, but crazy environment, like insane, sold out, like crazy environment. Um, and we won the first game, so you know we're like, all right, let's take care of business this first game, so we don't have to stay there an extra, you know, two days to to play the the, the third game of the series. Um, so yeah, we we took care of business that that second game. Uh, really cool, really cool to to end the season, you know, on a win and you know get a trophy and, and get a you know a little <laughs> a little banner and um, and all that, and then um, just to enjoy the win, you know, afterwards in the in the hotel with your team and all that. Like it was just a crazy experience, and you know. Coach always referenced it being like a stepping stone for, you know, for the for the program, just getting that taste of postseason, and for Dante and, and Ben Richardson, uh, their first, you know, their freshman year, so kind of you know set the expectation um, going forward. So I mean, I I do agree it was a valuable, um, a valuable time for for the program and and for uh, you know for those young guys as they transition to, which ultimately ended up you know the Final Four, and uh, yeah, so it was a good experience. I got you. Yeah. So, you know, 
first four years obviously progressed pretty well. Uh, what what is the decision like for you then uh, to, to 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 stick around? And like, was that you know instant or, or what happened there? Um, I wasn't sure if I I didn't really know I wanted to get into coaching um, probably until like started my senior year or even a little bit you know a little bit ways of the way through senior year um, it was when I realized I wanted to do it um, and I, I told coach like right when I thought I wanted to do it that you know that's that's something I'd want to do and so I talked to him you know the other assistants just to get their you know advice on it um, and it turned out we didn't um, we didn't have a grad assistant position at Loyola um, so right after right after I graduated um, through the summer I was trying to find uh, I was trying to find a somewhere where I could, you know, be a GA so I can, you know, get right into it. Um, nothing ended up working out. So I ended up, um, you know, coming back as a volunteer that first year um, afterwards. And uh, I was living at home and just commuting to the commuting to Loyola every day, uh, you know, sleeping on a friend's couch on the weekends or, or late nights um, and like driving Uber at night just to make money, um, to make some additional money. Cause I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting paid anything. Uh, so yeah, decided to go that route, um, and then after you know my first year was over with, um, we were able to create the grad assistant position. Um, so ended up staying on. Um, ended up staying on. I actually was in the mix to go to Iowa State as a grad assistant. I was like one of the final two, and then ended up they chose another guy, and um, it worked out because you know you know year two of being a GA was the final four years. So that was obviously something incredible to to be a part of, and you know something not many people can say they've done mm-hmm. um so yeah that was kind of how i wanted to, to to get into coaching and then obviously the, the two years of the ga were, were awesome uh and then from there like one of the scariest parts of coaching is like once you're done with the ga like trying to now you have to find that next <laughs> that next yeah, position the next yeah. next place and at the time you know we didn't have at loyal that there wasn't any other position there was no video coordinator position it was just grad assistant so uh, if it wasn't for, you know, because Ty, Tyson was supposed to get the, the GA spot once I left, uh, but he decided to play an extra year and go uh, go transfer and play an extra year. So that's what kind of paved the way for me to, to stay around and convert that GA to a, to a video or else I would have, you know, I would have been somewhere else. Uh, so kind of just, you know, little things like that is just can change the trajectory of, you know, of people's careers and lives and stuff. Just kind of crazy how um, that happened. And then obviously went from, from video to, to, um, to Dobo director of operations. So, uh, yeah, what, 10 years now, year 10 or yeah. Yeah. yeah is it season 10? Yeah. Season 10. Yeah. Season 11, 10. 12, yeah. Crazy. Season 10. Who are interested in London, the Uber driver though? You want to know about that? Yeah. What, what are we playing in the car? I, well, I already know it. Travis Scott. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I was trying to Travis play. Scott. Travis got some Drake, but you know, I was trying to, trying to play not as much, you know, with the swears and all that. I kind of depended on who, who hopped in the car. If it was a younger person, you know, I could play a little bit more of that stuff. It was, a, you know, an older person where I felt a little bit awkward, you know, just play some some pop music. Just put the radio on. Just just play some pop music. Uh, <laughs> Did you have, um, like, a, you know, accommodations? Like, you know, there's a charger, there's a there's some gum? Or no, no, not at all. Oh. I wasn't taking it that serious. Uh <laughs> I, it was, it was, you know, I would, I would go to work and I would leave work at, you know, five or six o'clock. And then on the way home to the burbs, I would drive Uber. So I wouldn't get home every night till like 8 PM basically. 
Um, so it was kind of just like just a quick thing just to get a, you know, see if I could get a hundred bucks a week or just something, something, yeah. you know, small like that. Uh, but now it was kind of early Uber too. So like it wasn't nowadays, yeah. these, these guys are over the top of stuff, but it was, you know, it was, it was bare bones for me back then. Yeah. yeah we should mention. So since you've done that, Clay was a volunteer for a year and now Jake Boffin is, I don't think, uh, that's been pressed a ton, but yeah, Jake Boffman is, is doing that for a year currently. Um, also, yeah, I didn't realize that we just didn't have a video coordinator before that. And so your responsibilities are probably pretty similar, which, you know, in our program is for a video coordinator. Oh yeah. I mean, when I was the video guy, it was, um, I mean, even a lot, not as, wasn't as much as, as they're doing now, even like kind of once Patrick came, he kind of, he kind of took it up a notch uh, with, I mean, yeah, he's, he was, you guys know how much he loves, you know, film stuff and all that. He, yeah. And he coming from Northwestern, you know, the high majors, they do a lot of different, different video stuff that, than, you know, we were used to doing. So he kind of brought a bunch of the things they were doing there and, and took it up a notch for sure. Cause now it's, yeah, it's, you know, the amount of work that, you know, Pat was doing and now CJ, uh, yeah, it's a lot, you know, we do a ton of, ton of video stuff. So it's, it's, uh, the role is transformed, you know, to say the least. Um, it's a, a big, big role for us. Yeah. So, um, obviously, like since then, like you're obviously just a great voice for us, and you know you've you've been through it all. You and you can talk us through so much different thing. And you're honestly kind of an encyclopedia. Like for for uh, for Coach Moser, if he forgot something and he'd ask Flash, and Flash didn't know, they'd go to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just just going back in the years, and that was always funny to watch. Um, but yeah, so so outside of that stuff, just kind of adding in here and there, like, uh, talk to us a little bit about like the the role of a director of basketball operations at at Loyal and and all the different responsibilities you have. Man, yeah, uh, ops, ops guy is is, is, is is notorious in the coaching in the coaching world uh, in the college coaching world. It's notorious. I mean, um, lots of stress. Um, it's it's you know it's all the. For those out there who don't really know what the role is, it's for, it's all the the behind the scenes stuff and and none of the none of the on courts. It's all of the non basketball related things. Um, you know, the biggest thing is the travel, the logistics of, of all that, um, and that's by by far the most stressful. Um, just planning the trips and then just trying to make sure it gets executed right. It's always and there's something that always has to go wrong. Nothing never goes smoothly. There's always something, whether it's uh, you guys remember the the SIU, SIU <laughs> where yeah, the, the bus broke down, taking us to to shoot around. So we had to Uber back to the hotel in between shoot around yeah. and the game. And then they told me it would it would only take you know two hours to get the new bus there. Ended up taking like five hours, and then we we couldn't leave. We got to the game late. It was just it was a nightmare, and that's oh, just yeah, that's, that's yeah, out yeah. of it's out of my control. But at the same time, it's ex, you know from the head coach's perspective, it's my responsibility. So like, it's tough. It's just you know you <laughs> you can do everything right, and then oh, something that's out of your control happens, and then it's it's your fault, and it's it's all on you. So it's just one of those kind of thankless positions. Um, so really, for me, it's just trying to to think about what could possibly go wrong and trying to to crisis crisis managed in terms of the travel and then you know the day of the day just you know our, our, our weekly schedule and you know what gym we're going to be in the what time we're practicing just all the all the behind the scenes stuff uh and now that now that flash has gone as well i'm you know the ticket stuff now the um all the compliance things it's 
Yeah, it's it's a, a lot a lot of all the behind the scenes stuff is what the the director of operations entails. All right, yeah. So Ramblin' fans, whenever you see London man, like like give him huge props. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like that SIU example is like the pinnacle, but there's so many others that it's just totally out of control. The accelerator on the bus broke. Yes. Like the how could accelerator you on the bus broke. And then like the the bubble experience, you know, at the tournament, like yeah. everybody's asking you, all right, what's what are we doing next? What's this? Yeah. You know, coach is asking me what like and then if the food's late, it's just it, there's a million things that could go wrong. Yeah, you're always yeah. like the bearer of bad news. Yes, you know, <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey guys, sorry, but uh, actually we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to eat ten minutes later, or, or yeah. sorry, the bus driver is late, or something like that. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So when I was looking back at your uh, your CBI days or those games, the attendance for the Loyola home games. Is like, it's less than two thousand, except for I think the last game. So like, talk to us a little bit about stuff we don't fully appreciate about the progression of Loyola basketball. And you know, obviously, there's been some great loyal loyal fans over the years. But like, what's what are some things that added to that, like the experience, and then the, like what's something we totally don't realize? I mean, yeah, the trajectory of the. I mean, it's incredible. I mean. Just from like even the facility side of things, like we were my whole freshman year, we were practicing. I mean, the, the new arena was getting built, so we were practicing in, in Hallis, the the rec center every day, uh, and trying to. I mean, there'd be sometimes there'd be you know just regular students like you know shooting you know just shooting hoops on one of the courts, and you got the other two reserved. I'm like it's just it's like stuff like just like it's like JUCO type stuff. Is is kind of how it started. Like the facility not great. Uh, and then like Callus was even getting construction, um, was like getting redone. So like, you'd have to walk outside to get, just to get to house, to get to practice, like just minor things like that are just insane. Um, but I mean, I mean, just like what we were, I mean, just the day to the day to day of things, like the program has come, you know, has come so far. Like we were like the games. Yeah. So my freshman year. You know, DePaul, we got a big crowd. UIC, like the, the rivalry games, you get a decent crowd. But like, you know, the this the, the Wednesday night games against you know Youngstown State, there'd probably be less than 100 students, 50 students maybe. And then a thousand is pretty generous of, of how many people were in the crowd. I mean, there's there was the loyal season ticket holders, and, and that was about it. It was very quiet in there, and very very minimal home court advantage if if any. Uh, and you couldn't, yeah. I mean, coach was was delivering pizzas and giving out hot dogs to try and get students to come to the game. Like you couldn't. There was no culture of, of winning, no culture of you know student turnout or anything. And um, it took until you know probably you know my senior year going to the CBI, like the end of the season when you started like actually you know winning and playing well. Like that was probably you know getting two thousand was was a stretch. That was that was a big crowd for us back then. I mean, we probably had less than you know three sellouts in my whole playing career hmm. and now it's like if it's not sold out you're kind of surprised or it's a borderline sellout like i mean the students the students i mean there's what 2000 1500 students that come to the games now like it's it's insane but there was if you watch some of the some of the, like if you could find some of the old games on synergy or something you could see the crowd like oh man like for recruiting purposes i know the coaches had to like kind of not not put certain highlights in stuff just because you could as a recruit, you can see the background. There's no fans there. Like, it's just, it was, it was not good at all. And, 
I mean, those were the lean years, the season ticket holders like to say that, you know, they endured to, to get to where it's at now, where it's, you know, we're getting 5,000 at, you know, every game, even the winter break games are pretty, you know, pretty full now, which is, it's crazy. It's come, a, it's come a long way. And um, I mean, you know, this year I'm expecting, you know, it's should be pretty, every game should be close to a sellout, you know, with this, you know, there's two, two years of students um, that haven't been able to, you know, last year's freshman issue freshman haven't been to a game yet. So um, I know there's a lot of excitement as, as well as coming off the Sweet 16. So, yeah, we're, we're expecting, you know, big things for this year with the, with the crowd. And then, um, yeah, if we could do like a before and after picture of, of what it looked like from back then to now, it's it'd be hard to believe. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's definitely cool to see for you. I mean, you, you, you've really seen it all. Um, I guess last week we can talk some basketball, like – Again, you've seen it all with with Coach Moser. Like from from day one, like could you see us, you know, becoming like the top ranked, the, the nation's top ranked defense, you know, for for multiple years? Like like was that something set in stone? Just how much has like our bas our style of basketball changed over the past decade? Yeah, I mean, my, yeah, when we got, I mean, Coach was, I mean, he was always a defense guy and always from day one was always preaching defense and discipline the little things and you know the, fir the first year was was rough just because you know those guys you know myself and the whole team like we had never you know I'm sure the coach before that wasn't as meticulous as coach was with things so those guys weren't used to you know that type of coaching style and um, you know we we're doing a bunch of you know you know how coaches take off you got to run down and back I know there were some workouts there were some workouts no exaggeration where one of the one of the players counted how many times it would take off it was like 37 in, in a work, not even practice, just like a, a workout, like an hour and a half workout, uh, individuals. And, and back then we were doing the individuals where it was like four at a time. So like you just had a four person individual for an hour. Like it was just, those were, those were brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean, did I think that we could have been a, eventually got to the final four and been the best defensive team in the country. And one of the, you know, one of the best mid major teams and programs in the country, no, not at all. I mean, I don't think anybody could have envisioned that. Like, even if you ask coach, like, I mean, that would have been, you know, a dream, you know, coming from, you know, one in 17 in the Horizon League. Like, it's it's insane. And, um, I mean, you know, credit goes to the, you know, the the talent level as, as well as, you know, you know, starting the culture with, you know, you know, Joe Crispin, you know, uh, Christian Thomas, like, not the most talented players, and they would tell you that themselves, but, you know, extremely extremely high, you know, high motors and, and hard workers and just culture guys, you know, through and through, um, with not the, you know, not the most ability, but no one's playing harder than them. No one's, um, tougher. Like those were kind of the, the, the that kind of was the, 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 the foundation of it. And then you add, you know, Ben and Dante, that, that class, you know, add some more talent with, you know, the, that, that core culture and that core, um, hard work. Um, and then, Milton Doyle and then Clayton Custer, like, I mean, those, and then obviously when Kruk came in, like just changed everything, but like, it's crazy how you could go from, you know, from seven wins to, to 32 in the stretch of, you know, five, six years. Like it's just, yeah. and a couple of players can change, you know, change everything. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's incredible. And I, I don't think anybody could have predicted the most optimistic person couldn't have, you know, predicted that, you know, the program would be where it's at now in the space of, of 10 years. It's, it's incredible. 
definitely yeah it's 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 super cool and yeah this is i'm sure there's a lot of loyal fans that listen to this that uh it's, it's good to be reminded of of some of those players and in, in those days um yeah, I think it's, it's cool like there's there's starting to be like a legacy kind of involved involved loyal like as far as you know obviously everyone stayed but me last from last year because of the extra covid year but um next year those guys are gonna have to leave Right, they're not gonna allow him to stay any longer. Mm-hmm. And then when Will takes his fifth year, then he'll be the guy <laughs> that kind of you know comes in. But like we'll, we'll make those those guys that are young now, freshmen, sophomores, juniors now, like have an appreciation and kind of have a, a standard. You know, like that this is how we play. This is what we do. You know, there there is kind of like a sense of like we can't fail because it's it's just not an option. So I think that's a cool little little thing, and it started with you, man. It started with with your team and, and kind of the the culture and everything like that. Kind of got its roots there. So um, I think that's something special going on. All right. Well, I want to close with a little draft for you, London. You you <laughs> briefly touched on it earlier. You know, being a walk on. We haven't talked about this at all, correct? Yeah, you guys are outnumbering me right now. <laughs> yeah. Which well. Is, and I was going to say this, too. I mean, you still have hope this year, Will. What? You know, a couple guys go down or something. Oh God. God. No, we're not talking about that. I pray for that. Royal Basketball that they don't need that. Um, <laughs> but I- I'm talking uh, Gold Squad, man. Uh, you know, he came in as a walk-on. And if people don't know, like, our Gold Squad, that that's like our scout team. You know, every, every week, you know, during the Valley, twice a week, you learn everyone's plays. And you run them against the nation's best defense, um, so that's sometimes fun. being on, sometimes being on defense for thirty five minutes in a practice. Yes, thirty five straight minutes while people are rotating in. Yeah. Right? they're, they're <laughs> going to in. Team in the country that doesn't even play. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, you've seen it all. Um, you know, it, it's guys that are, are walk-ons or, or, you know, there's obviously a red shirt every year usually um, and just guys kind of that uh, aren't getting a ton of take at the time. I want you to name your, uh, you know, in your tenure, obviously, your starting five for, you know, your, your all-time gold squad team. I'm going to let you use one transfer. So I guess, you know, name the best transfer. You can strategically use that. And, you know, obviously no no current gold squad players. But, um, yeah, what's, what's your five? And obviously you can use yourself. I, I hope you use yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's no, no, no question. One of, one, of the, one of the OGs. Um, well, yeah, so with, in terms of obviously you got to have – it's going to be majority walk-ons because that's who's, you know, primarily in the team. Um, so the, the two original Gold Squad members are myself and Billy Clark. Um, Billy Clark is it has to be on. I mean, me and me and Billy had um, so many great times on Golds. I mean, it was we. You just have to make you have to make you have to like make it. You have to make it um, like make it your own. Like we would quick. Sorry, quick side tangent. But like me and Billy would like we would. I remember we went through one of the seasons. We were like each week uh, we would come up with like each of us had to pick three things that like we want. Like all right, this week I'm gonna I need to I'm gonna I'm gonna get a, a pick six. Uh, a pick six, uh, but like it has to be a clean catch. It can't be like a deflection, like a full on catch in stride 
interception uh, on a pass and go and go make a layup. Like that's got one of them for Billy was like I have to get two blocks in one possession. Like we we did like three things at piece that we'd have to try and get in practice and like so we would like. So I'm gambling now. I'm gambling for steals more that week because I'm trying to get in. Like once you get one of those things, you like look at the other guy and you start, you know, laughing. Like, all right, I got one. Like I'm winning this week. Like we'd have to, you'd make stuff like that. So Billy for sure is on there. Uh, yeah, Billy's Billy's a legend, loyal legend, walk on legend for sure. Um, I go myself and Billy. Um, I would go. This is kind of, this is kind of a. It's, it's a loop. There's a loophole in this one because it is a it is a scholarship player. He was a scholarship player, but he technically wasn't on scholarship at the time because he was had a medical hardship. So it was Tyson Smith. Tyson was Tyson Smith. Final four year. Tyson was Tyson was unreal. Unreal on gold team that year. Unreal. Um, so that just that doesn't count. He had, oh, he was a first team All American gold squad yeah, player. Ridiculous, like high level. Um, so I would have. That's the three so far, and then. Terms of the need a the, four man, four yeah. So I need a ball. I need a don't big. Usually play small ball. They don't really play with the yeah. traditional four. For, I mean, for, 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 Billy can be a, a four now. Yeah, yeah um, a small four could be a yeah. I mean, four four guards and one big. We'll go we'll go with that setup. So like for the for the scholarship spot for the the red shirt spot, it's between between Milton Doyle and a here, uh, but I lean Milt just because. I was actually playing with him, and Milt was incredible. And he was a redshirt fresh, like it was his freshman first year of college. Like he wasn't like a, a you know a second year transfer. Like it was, he transferred in the summer from Kansas. So like, you know, he was an incoming freshman as well. So like Milt was, I mean, from the first couple practices, we knew he was like an NBA player. Like he was ridiculous on on goal team. So Milt, Milt for sure. Um, and then as a big, there's only one answer. Nick Denardi. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, yes, that's, sir. Where I, that's where I was going. Nick, Nick Denardi at the five. That's. Uh, I thought you might say fudge. I thought you might say fudge. It was between those two. Exactly. It was between those two, but I got to give it to Nick. He was there longer. He was longer tenured. And, you know, he, he'd been through the grind. He was, he was there a multiple, a, a multiple year gold squad guy. So I got to give that one to Nick. That's my. No problem. Jake Boffman on the snub. gold squad. Snub. Huge I love Jake. I love him. But. You know, that was – we had enough guards. You know, we have I, – I feel like mine and Jake's role is, is too similar to have another guy. It is. It is. To have another guy like that. We need right. more scoring. You know, I'm not the scorer. So, you know, Jake wasn't – Jake was more defense as well. So, Jake will get a lot of love on this podcast. But, it, yeah, that, that's fair. Jake is so consistent. Five years. Five years. Never ran a play wrong. You know, he doesn't mess up on defense. He, he's, he's great. So, Okay. Uh, that, that's confidence, man. Oh yeah. You just play free, oh. play open. No responsibilities, no, <laughs> no uh, consequences. Just, just go play your game. You know? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, sometimes there are consequences when you don't when you don't run the the other team's defense right. You get you get. Uh, we forget <laughs> plays like, like Sammy. Shout out Sammy for getting plays. Yeah. Um, Sammy was a volume shooter. He was he was good at that, and and good in press defense. Ultimate press defense. Oh yeah, a little too aggressive. You know that 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 uh, I've heard a lot about the twenty eighteen uh, Gold Squad team. I mean, they they, they definitely had a large contribution. They would have finished in the valley. They would have finished top half. They, eh, they were, okay. 
I mean, like if it was if if they had subs and stuff, it wasn't just them five. They would have finished in the top half, top six. Well, it could have been all scholarship players, really. Yeah. If you, if, you, if Fudge was in it, yeah. Tyson, Adar- Adarius, Ahir, Fudge. I mean, yeah. Christian played a little bit. Uh, a yeah, little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. 1.5 scholarship guys out there on gold. That's, yeah, it was high level. Every day was helped, helped make us better. All right. Well, well that, was, that was a good draft. London, we appreciate your time. Um, you know, it's it's we're definitely gonna delve into these uh this these legacy days even even more with a couple of players. Definitely gonna have to connect with you on some of those guys. But uh, we appreciate you, man. Absolutely, I no, appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. All right, All right. thanks for coming on. And, uh, maybe next Sunday we'll get a little better better luck. Yeah, we need that. We need to bounce back. <laughs> All right, thanks, All right. Yep. See you. See All right, again, thanks to London for coming on. It was good to have some deep cuts there. Crut, um, we've put your cameo up in the links page, so go ahead and do that if you want any any words of any kind from Crut. Um, you know, th- there's a wide variance there, and then also obviously the, the link is still up there for his games. What or do, do they do European games on there? Um, no, they're on YouTube. Most of them are on YouTube. Okay. Well, let's look into that. Cause yeah, we'll what time is your your Athens game? Uh, I don't know. It's at eight, but there's a time change uh, in Greece, okay. so I, I don't know. I haven't yet discovered the European time zones. So, uh, but yeah, hey, episode seven, man, is in the books now. It's uh, it's gone by fast. I feel like I said that last week, but. Every week, the number the number goes up by one, so it's it's kind of cool. But uh, thanks for listening. Hope it was a it was a good uh, episode to listen to, and uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, the Bears can can get it done. And uh, I'll I'll close it because you know opening it today was I've kind of forgot about my troubles. <laughs> the first talk, but now I'm painfully reminded of. All right. All right. Well, sounds good. Go Blitters. Go Blitters. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.